section seven of greece and rome this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world story volume four greece and rome edited by eva march tappan section seven the meeting between odysseus and his father by homer after ten years of wandering to and fro over the waters odysseus at last comes to his home he and his son telemachus cut down the suitors who have been wasting his wealth and seeking to induce his faithful wife penelope to forget him and choose a new husband from among their number then he goes to the farm which is the home of his aged father laertes the editor but odysseus and his men after departing from the town soon reached the rich well-ordered farmstead of laertes this place laertes had acquired for himself in days gone by after much patient toil here was his house rounded on every side there ran a shed in which ate sat and slept the slaves who did his pleasure within there lived an old sicilian woman who tended carefully the aged man here at his farm far from the town arriving here odysseus thus addressed his servants and his son go you at once into the stately house and slay forthwith for dinner the fattest of the swine but i will put my father to the proof and try if he will recognize and know me by the sight or if he will fail to know me who have been absent long so saying he gave his armour to his men who then went quickly in while odysseus approached the fruitful vineyard to make his trial there dolius he did not find in crossing the long garden nor any slaves or men for they were gone to gather stones to make a vineyard wall and dolius was their leader his father he found alone in the well-ordered vineyard hoeing about a plant he wore a dirty tunic patched and coarse and round his shins had bound sewed leather leggings a protection against scratches upon his hands were gloves to save him from the thorns and on his head a goatskin cap and so he nursed his sorrow when long-tried royal odysseus saw his father worn with old age and in great grief of heart he stopped beneath a lofty pear-tree and shed tears then in his mind and heart he doubted much whether to kiss his father to clasp him in his arms and tell him all how he had come and found his native land or first to question him and prove him through and through reflecting thus it seemed the better way to try him first with probing words with this intent royal odysseus walked straight toward him laertes with his head bent low was digging round the plant and standing by his side his gallant son addressed him old man you have no lack of skill in tending gardens of these your care is good nothing is here shrub fig tree vine olive or pear or bed of earth in all the field uncared for but one thing i will say be not offended no proper care is taken of yourself for you are meeting hard old age yet you are sadly worn and meanly clad it is not as if 
for idleness your master had cast you by and nothing of the slave shows in your face or form rather you seem a royal person like one who after taking bath and food might sleep at ease as is the due of age come then declare me this and plainly tell whose slave you are whose farm you tend and tell me truly this that i may know full well if this is really ithaca to which we now are come as the man said just now who met me on my way he was not overwise however for he did not deign to talk at length nor yet to hear my talk when i inquired for my friend and asked if he were living still or if he were already dead and in the house of hades but let me speak of that to you and do you mark and listen in my own country once i entertained a man who had come thither and none among the travelling strangers was more welcome at my house he called himself by birth a man of ithaca and said his father was laertes son of arcesius i brought him home and entertained him well and gave him generous welcome from the abundance in my house such gifts i also gave as are fitting for a guest a fine wrought gold i gave him seven talents gave him a flowered bowl of solid silver twelve cloaks of single fold as many rugs as many goodly mantles and as many tunics too further i gave him women trained to faultless work any four shapely damsels whom he himself might choose then answered him his father shedding tears certainly stranger you are in the land for which you ask but lawless impious men possess it now vain were the many gifts you gave yet had you found him living in the land of ithaca with fair return of gifts he had sent you on your way and with a generous welcome for that is just when one begins a kindness but come declare me this and plainly tell how many years are past since you received this guest this hapless guest my son if really it was he ill-fated man whom far from friends and home fishes devoured in the deep or else on land he fell a prey to beasts and birds no mother mourned for him and wrapped him in his shroud nor father either we who gave him life nor did his richly dowered wife steadfast penelope wail by her husband's couch as the wife should and close his eyes though that is the dead man's due tell me however truly and let me know full well who are you of what people where is your town and kindred where is the swift ship moored which brought you hither you and your gallant comrades or did you come a passenger on some strange ship from which they landed you and sailed away then wise odysseus answered him and said well i will plainly tell you all i come from alabas where i have a noble house and am the son of lord Ophitus, the son of polypemon my own name is Epiratus god drove me from sicania and brought me here against my will here my ship lies just off the fields outside the town as for odysseus five years ago he went away and left my land ill-fated man and yet the birds were favourable at starting and came on his right hand so i rejoiced and sent him forth and he rejoicing went his way our hearts then hoped to meet again in friendship and to give each other glorious gifts 
so he spoke and on laertes fell a dark cloud of grief he caught in his hands the powdery dust and strewed it on his hoary head with many groans odysseus heart was stirred up through his nostrils shot a tingling pang as he beheld his father forward he sprang and clasped and kissed him saying lo father i am he for whom you seek now in the twentieth year come to my native land then cease this grief and tearful sighing for let me tell you and the need of haste is great i slew the suitors in our halls and so avenged their galling insolence and wicked deeds then in his turn laertes answered if you are indeed my son odysseus now return tell me some trusty sign that so i may believe but wise odysseus answered him and said examine first this scar which a boar inflicted with his gleaming tusk upon parnassus whither i had gone you and my honoured mother sent me thither to see autolycus my mother's father and to obtain the gifts which he when here agreed to give then common let me tell the trees in the well-ordered vineyard which you once gave when i being still a child begged you for this and that as i followed about the garden among these trees we passed you named them and described them you gave me thirteen pear-trees ten apples forty figs and here you marked off fifty rows of vines to give each one in bearing order along the rows clusters of all sorts hang whenever the seasons sent by zeus give them their fullness as he spoke thus laertes knees grew feeble and his very soul when he recognized the tokens which odysseus exactly told round his dear son he threw his arms and long-tried royal odysseus drew him fainting toward him End of section seven this recording is in the public domain.